And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I am Grant. I am grounded. I am Brandon. I, I think you said I am Granny. I am Granny. And granny Chenault. Hello, are, Granny. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good, Craig. How are you? Back from another vacation. You talk about me. <laughs> well, uh, I've been gone. We okay. We've missed the last two weeks. Correct. And 100. Both have been my fault. We've got usually I blame mail. you. We got some. Blame you, right? Huh? I thought we were going to get lynched. I told you, if yeah, we don't yeah. podcast, we're going to get lynched. So uh, just because of uh, some unforeseen things the previous Monday, and then I was gone last Monday. We were heading down to Tennessee. and I should have um, come down there and just podcasted from there. You know what? You should have. Like live from Cades Cove. Exactly. You know, and the bear and the deer and the wild turkey. Ha, ha, by the way, wild turkey. I saw. I bet I saw a hundred wild turkey when I was down there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had wild turkey? I have. Not the drink, but the actual I have. bird. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I actually sh- I, I shot one um, when we, wild turkey was is very plentiful where I grew up in Virginia. Okay. And um, I was hunting there. Those things are big. They're huge. They're humongous. Um, I shot a Jake, which wasn't quite as big. It was just a young gobbler. It's like a jackalope, right? Jake. Okay, yeah, jackalope right. is a bunny with uh, <laughs> yeah with antlers. Those are real, right? Sure. Okay. I've seen them. Doesn't uh, Texas Roadhouse have they a have jackalope? Some, yep. I mean, it's got to be real if it's in Texas Roadhouse. I agree. Right. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I, I shot one. We cooked it um, in like a slow cooker. So I can't remember how mom cooked it, but it was very good. Well. Very good. Um, I don't know if I've had true wild turkey. I'm talking the bird, not the train. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if I've had that, but I'd like to give it a whirl. See if it's like, if it's gamier than, uh, you know, like farm. I, I don't so know. So it is a little bit gamier, yeah. but it's not, it's not bad. What I would okay. like to do, I'd like to, cause there is a season here in Ohio and there are turkeys around. They're just where we're at. They're not as plentiful, but they look mean. They've got some spurs on them. Yeah. They look mean. But, um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to smoke one. Oh, okay, yeah, in the sm- okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was like, no, the other that- way, it's hard. Dude, to how, get- how do you how do you get that? How do you get that in the paper? I'm like, it's like <laughs> and lit and lit, um, right? But no, I'd like to smoke one in my smoker. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, smoked turkey is really good. Yes, I've done it. It's like it's some it's some of my favorite. I'm not a big turkey person per se, but um, a smoked turkey pretty good so here's what i've done the past few years um with thanksgiving like on the times where i've smoked the turkey do you like pot pie i love pot pie so i will take the leftover turkey smoked turkey and i will make a homemade like giant in a cast iron pan um a giant homemade pot pie like homemade uh, pie shell and everything and it's so good well I need to make homemade pot pies, everything from scratch, mm-hmm. and uh, she hasn't made them in a while, but um, they're they're pretty good. We we actually bought um, one at the store. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Stovers. No, 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 granny. No, uh, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Colin Calendars. Yeah, have you they're tried them? very good. Yes, uh, green green wrapper. Yeah, yeah. We had them the other day, and I was shocked. They're I was very like, good. Those are good. I mean, everything tasted. You know, sometimes when you buy those pot pies, they taste processed. Yes, this did not taste processed. I mean, it was no, there's, there's good. very good. I mean, it takes like an hour and a half to make them, but um, but right, they they were they were tight. They were yeah. they were really good. Um, do you realize we are two weeks from Thanksgiving this uh, Thursday? That's crazy. That is very crazy. I mean, that is crazy. And, um, do you, <laughs> we are literally, um, three weeks from, right? The Christmas season. We've got three more Sundays, um, of regular scheduled programming. Hey, 
And then we got this. And we're in. Bobby Helms. I love Bobby Helms. Yeah. You like Bobby? What's this remind you of? <laughs> it reminds me of Home Alone. And he's doing cannonballs yes. in the, uh, right? Yes. And the we, guy, those fat guys are like, good cannonball. Yeah, we were listening to, that's awesome. We were listening to music yesterday and, um, David Crowder has a version of Carol of the Bells. Oh, really? Like the big, like, um, is that the Mannheim Steamroller or yeah, 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 the yeah. Trans-Siberian? One of, one of them have that. Well, Christian's like, oh, this is where Macaulay Culkin goes back <laughs> home to set his traps in Home Alone. <laughs> So every everything is based upon the Home Alone movie it is. now. It so, is, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but no, I want it is Christmas season officially. Um, we'll take a break from Christmas here in a couple weeks to celebrate Thanksgiving, and then we'll get back into Christmas. Yeah. Because, it's like Thanksgiving totally destroys Christmas now. It is. You know, it's, it's like, like it's just uh, a speed bump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like why? Well, let's just let's say like right after like October thirty first. Let's just go into the Christmas season. Well, here's the funny thing. I was in Delaware on Saturday. Mm-hmm. No lie. Saw somebody with a, uh, I mean, why would you put this up this early? A live Christmas tree oh, no. on top of their car. Like, where'd they get that? And they were where were they were going? Where, where would they get that? I because have, I know that we um, we go over to Cackler Farms. Unless they went Farms. Some, like on their own place or maybe. I don't know. We go to Cackler Farms, and we've got an appointment set up here in a couple weeks to go pick out our tree. And so okay. we'll tag it, claim it. And then we'll go back. I think the day after Thanksgiving, we're going to go back and cut it and bring it home and set it up. Now, are you like Chevy Chase in um, Christmas Vacation where you forgot the they, – They provide the saws for <laughs> okay. you. Yeah. They, it's like the big – Like if it's up to me, I'd take my chainsaw, but they provide the saws for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh-huh. So we've missed a lot since we've been gone. Dude, I, the last couple of weeks have been like a whirlwind to mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, I'm not quite sure. I think I met myself coming and going. Once, did you? And yeah, and it was crazy because I like I said hi to myself. I was going to say, did you at least say hi? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what we haven't talked about in the last couple of weeks. So Christian. Baseball. Baseball. Okay, we'll start there. Let's go there. So baseball, we totally missed the entire call World, the series. World Series. Like like uh, we said, whoever won the Phillies and the Braves um, series is definitely going to be one of the World Series. They they and got eliminated. Like the eighty four win Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, right? And went. And then, I mean, they went strong against the Rangers, but the Rangers just pretty much Rangers, outclassed Rangers them. Rangers just had more mustard. They just and even they lost their big cog. Uh, Rangers lost their big cog in right field. Mac, the first game, like uh, what, what game? Oh yeah, Tuesday yeah, night. Last Tuesday. But then Max Scherzer also was. Yeah. Was knocked out and he wasn't able to pitch anymore. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Matt Scherzer's eyes. If you guys don't know who Matt Scherzer is, look him Google up. Google him. He's he, got like a. He looks like a calico cat. You know what's how, with the eyes? I mean, he's you know got like a dark like, eye and a blue eye. He's got a blue one and like a brown one. It's like ember. And when I was watching the game the other night and he was pitching, I was a little freaked out. It's like, what eye do I look at? Like, exactly. Just strike me out now. So I can exactly. Go back and sit just down. I, do I even have to go to bat? Okay, I strike out. I don't want to go up against that. <laughs> so congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Um, Sue, you will be happy to know that baseball season is now officially over. But mm-hmm. did you know what starts today, Craig? I heard. I, I, I told you. My, <laughs> so my daughter went downstairs last night. My wife is asleep, mind you. And um, she went to bed early. Yesterday was just a long day. We had youth group last night, mm-hmm. so like we were all just kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. Allie says she gets woke up by Jordan beating on her bed like this. Mom! Mom! And she's like startled, and she wakes up. And Jordan goes, guess what starts tomorrow? She's excited about Kentucky basketball, isn't she? No. Oh, come on. No. 
Allie's like, what? She goes, college basketball. Tar Heels play at 7 o'clock ACC Network tonight. So if you want to tune in to a good shellacking, they play a nobody. So um, this is actually where, you know, where, you know, we should probably help you with brainwashing your child. Uh, because, you know, if you really cared about, like, their life in general, you would lead them to Kentucky, right? No, not at all. Not at all. I have brainwashed them, though. I mean, you you can't go wrong. I mean, the the girl was named after Michael Jordan, so Dude, but he was in Chicago. Yes, but he got his roots are from Carolina. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. You're right, one hundred percent. Totally. Well, yeah. There you go. So seriously, you named your daughter after Michael Jordan? Really? Six six. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no different than me naming Dustin after Dusty Baker. So. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. it's like, yeah, 100%. There yeah. you go. So, yes, Jordan was named. When Christian was born, I wanted to name him Michael so I could yell at him. Michael, Jordan, get in here. Well, that was the thing when uh, we, uh, you know, when Dustin was born, I wanted to name him Pete <laughs> you know, for Pete Rose. And I wanted to name Danae Rose. So I'd be like, Pete, Pete Rose. Rose. You know, yes. it's like, yeah, but she's like, no, not not having it. That's not happening in any lifetime. Yeah. I mean, Allie <laughs> wasn't having it either. And so since I, I didn't name him Michael, I, we decided his middle name was going to be Hunter. I, I wanted to name him Bo Hunter. She wasn't having that either. I have no, no idea no. why. And speaking of Dusty, Dusty Baker has officially retired. Yes. What a career. Yeah. I mean, um, number six on the all-time win list. He literally is only like literally maybe 30 wins away from Sparky Anderson yeah. from passing him to go to number five. Exactly. But I get it. I mean, oh, you know, man. 74 years old. <sighs> He's seen it all, done it seen all, it all, won it all. He's played with everybody. Yep. I mean, he played with Hank Aaron. I mean, he's played against like some of the old timers yeah. he's been in. I'm amazed by guys like Dusty Baker, back to baseball for a minute, Dusty yep. Baker and Bruce Bochy. Cause those two guys are old oh, yeah. school. I mean, they, they're old school yes. baseball players. And for them to understand, cause I'm watching, I mean, I texted you the other night. Yes. I didn't even understand half the stuff that was going the on. Game in the game is just so different. It is so. I bet you loved different. it. You watched more baseball this postseason than you years. have in like 20 years. Exactly. Um, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, um, it was crazy, but, but yeah, can Dusty Baker, great. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, so. absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. That, so. That's over with. So, but yesterday I, I wasn't here, but, um, I was, uh, praying for, um, everybody and, um, praying for you and, um, got to tune you in on, um, Home church. I saw that. Congratulations. You look good and, um, well, you did a really good job. Thank you. You did a really good job. I thought you, uh, handled the, uh, eighth commandment well and you want to do the ninth and the tenth ones? No, I'm good. I'm you good. can. But are you going to throw in some Hebrew on the ninth and the tenth one like I did with no, this one? No, dude. I'm not that smart. I'm not either. I'm not that smart. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, but I, um, the, the thing that, um, okay, I'm going to say it again. The thing that amazes me, because I, <laughs> I, I'm in the stream room kind of at the beginning of the second service, because right. we're, you know, we're trying to get right. the sound correct, and, and I'm, and I'm watching whoever, you know, you're leading and, uh, whoever's up there with you, and so you don't see the television mm -hmm. in that part, but when you got up to speak, I was looking at that, I'm like, that television looks huge. Right. It's really not. No, it's not. It's like 40 inches, right? 44? It may be 50? 50, max. Max. It's not that big. No, it's not. And, um, Nice pulpit. I can't. I can't look over that that podium of yours. I'm too short. I'm like Zacchaeus. <laughs> you are. And there were no we little sycamore fig trees to climb. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good day yesterday. Um, I heard uh, first service was um, 
good attendance. It was very good atten- attendance. Heard, um, yeah, heard it was good. Her, had some new people and yeah, her children's department went well. And yeah, absolutely awesome. It's yeah. Good stuff. Before we roll into that, though, you were talking about Kentucky. This is the other thing that's happened since we haven't been able to meet together. Um, we're going down to Kentucky here next weekend. You're. I can't tell you how blessed you are. I'm not missing any days. It's a Friday, Saturday. Oh, okay. We're we're going down Thursday night. Um, and uh, Christian qualified for nationals in cross country, mm. so they run on that Saturday, the 18th, um, in Louisville. And so we're going to be down there, and um, it's, they they'll get to run. He'll run two miles for that for nationals. Nice. And then we'll be back here by dark, hopefully. Which will be four o'clock. Okay, maybe a little after dark. <laughs> I know, right? What is with it's like, the what darkness? What time is it? Midnight? No, it's four thirty. Like last night, it's seven fifteen, and I, I was like, um, I know. And then you seem like it's midnight. I'm sitting there watching uh, TV with the kids, like I can't keep my eyes open. Uh, Kennedy was falling asleep on me because her body was still saying, "Hey, it's it's your exactly. bedtime." So I was, we're, it was last week. I was reading that time change when you lose an hour. Um, they were talking, the article that I was reading said by the time the time change comes and then like Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and Christmas Mm -hmm. rolls around by like mid February nationally, um, America gains 12 pounds. That's a lot of weight. That is a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. And because you're, you, even people who don't gain the 12 pounds are gaining four or five pounds because, you know, Thanksgiving, instead of eating like, you know, a piece of pie, you're having two, you know, and Christmas, you're fudging on candies uh-huh. and you're fudging on snacks and you're fudging on this and you're eat, still eating desserts. And right. you're eating more dessert, they said, from, you know, mid-November to the end of December than you would ever eat probably in the entire year. Oh, I know that's so. true for me because you, three years ago, Allie and I cut all that stuff out of our diet. So, but we will... Break down Thanksgiving and Christmas and eat that stuff. You know, one pie that I really like, um, but I don't eat much of it because it's almost too sweet anymore, is pecan pie. Pecan. Anyway, pecan pie is really good. Pecan, yeah. My daughter makes fun of the way I say that. Dude, pecan. Okay. Well, you say however you want. Say say it with me. Pecan. Pecan. (laughs) Appalachian. Appalachian. (laughs) Tomato. Tomato. Okay. <laughs> we can agree on that. Yeah, no, that's yeah, I, I could see that though where the where we all gain weight. Yeah, I, I don't I've lost that. some lately because I've been running so much, so Dude, I lost uh, like um I've lost like eight or nine pounds over the last couple of weeks. Um Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it because I'm wearing big old bulky clothes today. But, right, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean you can tell a you know you can tell the difference in um, you know, especially in your clothes, mm-hmm. you know, you may not be able to tell it, but you can, you right. can tell it when you lose that. Oh, weight, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> pecan, pecan, that's I'll crazy. Get you I mean, that's crazy. Come pecan. on. But anyway, so yes. Yeah, so back to our original thing, we're going back to our going down to your roots, going down to Kentucky here in a couple of weeks. Well, so we're be excited good. about that. Christian's pumped. Um, he qualified. You had to be in the top. So the top 10 teams from boys and girls, qualified to go to nationals. Now, nationals is a, a, a um, 
individual event. Yeah. There, there's not a team event there. So if they choose to go, they go. If they don't choose to yeah. go, they don't go. But yeah. the top seven qualifiers from those teams got to go. And our girls, awesome. our girls team finished fourth and the boys team finished eighth. That's good. Um, and so they both got to qualify. Christian finished fifth out of the boys. That's really good. So that's really yeah, good. Yeah. He's pumped. Uh, we ran yesterday three miles. Him and I did. I pushed him kind of hard. So it's like, you, you got it in you, bud. You just got to. Gotta push it. So good for him. It was a beautiful day yesterday. It was too. gorgeous. Have you um have you guys ever been to Rupp Arena? I have not. Because uh, like your first reaction when you go into Rupp Arena, where the Kentucky Wildcats play, here we go. It's like you walk in. Like even you would say, "Is this heaven?" And I'd be like, "No, it's like the foyer of heaven." But mm. it's like it's like glorious when you walk in there. See, I, I don't see that, but I, that's the what my response is when I walk in the Deanie Smith Center. But again, you say. Pecan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what does yeah, your mom say? Does she say pecan too? She actually doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she says everything southern, but she says pecan, and I'm like, mom, I, is pecan southern? I mean, really? Do we do, do we need to make a call to Paula Dean to see if like, oh, Paula it, Dean says pecan. Does she? Oh yes. Hmm. Hmm. She's pretty southern. She's very southern. <laughs> yeah. You look up definitions of southern. And there's her picture, picture, right? It's Paula Dean's picture, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned that, now I'm going to want to Google foods and all that kind of stuff. Right. I might gain 12 pounds just by Googling that. Exactly, that. you might. Good deal. So shall we jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. So yesterday was the Eighth Commandment. It was. And I'm very thankful that you were not gone the week before on the Seventh Commandment. I'm glad that you got the do not commit yeah. adultery out of the way. So right, appreciate right, that. Right, right, Thank yeah, you. Right. Thank you for that. Um uh, we're not going to go through that sermon, but if you missed no. that, go back um, on our RCC YouTube channel and, and take a look at that. It was very well done on that. But Exodus 20, verse 15 in the NIV says, you shall not steal. And I really like the way that the NLT words it. And I had everybody repeat that word with me that. that's underlined. It says, you must not steal. And, and I was then, actually, I, when I was, I was actually watching you on the, my television at home. Uh huh. And, um, when you, when you said I want everybody to do the underlined word, you know, I, I yelled at you. I was like, "Copycat!" <laughs> right? Exactly. You didn't hear me though. I didn't. Um, so I said, started off, and I said, you know, this concept of stealing is something that we we learn at a very young age, and we understand and realize the consequences from a very young age. And I told a story about uh, when I was three. And and I showed that awesome picture of me when I was three. But mom and I went into. A Do I need to come up with a picture of myself for Sunday when we, I was three? We need yeah. a picture of you yeah. when you were three. Mm-hmm. Um, but mom and I went into the store. Micker Mac was our local store. I told him I said in 1988 there wasn't a Walmart in every town. There wasn't a Kroger. There wasn't a Meyer on every corner like we find today. And right. So we went into this little convenience store, Micker Mac, and we were shopping. The entire time I'm asking mom, I'm like, Mom, can I have this candy bar? And she says, No, not today, Brandon. Well, we continue to shop, and we go out into the parking lot, and she's unloading the groceries. And she turns around, and there I am standing there holding what? The candy bar. She says, Brandon, where did you get that candy bar? I said, from inside the store. She says, well, did the gentleman behind the counter give it to you? I said, no. She said, well, then where did you get it? I said, I took it off the shelf. And then she proceeded to tell me that that was stealing, it was disobeying the law, it was breaking the law, that it was disobedient to God, that she was disappointed in me, that God was disappointed in me, and my consequence was going to be to go back inside and to... Go to jail. Go to jail. Okay. She probably threw that out there, too, like, you could go to jail for this. Um, But anyways, she she said I was going to go back inside, I was going to find the manager, give him the candy bar back, and tell him I was sorry for stealing the candy bar. 
which is what I did through the tears, apparently. I, I'm too young to remember the story. Is but that why you're wearing the glasses in that picture to hide the tears? It is. Okay. It's hiding the tears. But through the tears, I, I apologized. And, um, and so I said I learned a very valuable lesson that day. Don't take something that doesn't belong to you. Um, but then I, I said, you know, on the, the surface, this commandment's very cut and dried. It, but it, it's kind of like an onion. You've talked about that with certain things before. Right. As you peel back the layers, there's yep. another layer. And so, you know, yes, this commandment's talking about stealing things that are physical, but it's, it's more than that. And I think that we as Christ followers probably steal from others more than we would like to admit. Right. I like the, um, I, the thing where you had steal is like to take the property of another wrongfully and especially as an habitual or regular practice. That was really good. Where'd you get that from? That is the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Really? And I said I'm actually kind of disappointed in that definition. Well, I like the next one better. That's better. Uh, simple definition of a steal uh, to take something that doesn't belong to you. Where'd you get that one at? You just made that up. I think I maybe made that. Or did you just pull up. that from the Holy Bible? Maybe. Okay. Because the truth is, is like the Merriam-Webster. I mean, that's a good definition because that's that's actually it. Right, because yeah. the Merriam-Webster de- definition puts it on property. It says to take the property of another wrongfully. But then it goes a step farther, and it's like, you know, we all steal from time to time. And so it says, and especially as a habitual or regular practice. Right. It's like it's really bad if you do it more than once. Right. So Colin Smith – um, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? I'm not you sure. From? I, I found this definition. Um, he's the leader of a, an organization. Like he founded um, a nonprofit, I believe. Okay, this um, is a good. What he says is really good. Yeah, stealing good. is trying to get as much as stealing is trying to get as much as possible while giving as little as possible. That is mm-hmm. pretty good. Yep. Because you're not you're not giving at all when you're like stealing. Exactly. Exactly. I also read a quote from Dennis Prager. That was really good. Um, and and he said this. So there's a bigger than what I had on the screen, but uh, this was an article I read. He said the eighth commandment: Do not steal. Is unique in that it encompasses all the other commandments on the second tablet. So the final five um, commandments mm-hmm. are all in under an umbrella of this mm-hmm, commandment. Mm-hmm. He said murder is the stealing of another person's life. Adultery is the stealing of another person's spouse. Giving false testimony is stealing justice. And coveting is the desire to steal what belongs to another person. This commandment is unique in another way. It is the only completely open-ended commandment. He said all the other commandments are specific. The fifth commandment, for example, states whom one must honor, one's parents. The sixth commandment prohibiting murder is only talking about taking the life of an innocent human being. And then this is the part that I had on the screen. He said... He closed out the sesh, that um, section by saying, but the commandment against stealing doesn't even hint at what it is we are forbidden to steal. It means we cannot take anything that belongs to another person. It's mm. pretty good. And so I, I then stole something from you again. Okay. And uh, last week you asked the question, what does the seventh commandment on adultery prohibit us from doing? Okay. And I asked that question too. What does this commandment prohibit us from stealing? And that simple answers everything i mean it's we could have just went home after that everything okay let's stand right let's pray Um, but i I wanted us to look at three different areas that we um steal from others that this commandment prohibits um the uh hebrew word yes did you mean what was that word i I lost so the word is ganab ganab yeah there it is yeah and and i i kind of set this up i'm like i'm I'm not a hebrew scholar i took a year of greek really from a man whenever i look at you i always think this guy is a fluent Hebrew. Right. Like, I mean, if there's anybody Hebrew, it's you. Exactly. <laughs> Me and Moses. Okay, no. But anyways, no, I took so I took a year of Greek in college. I wish I would have taken um, 
Hebrew with Dr. Girdwood, but I didn't. I took a year of Greek. Wait a minute. Jim Girdwood? Yes. James Girdwood. Are you serious? Yes. Like, I really know him. Like, really? Personally, yeah. Such a great guy. Seriously. Is he still alive? I don't know. He's a I super think he's still nice alive. guy. Super great guy. He only got like two hours of sleep of night a night. That's all he needed. <laughs> like, seriously. Well, I might dude, with him over the last few weeks. Right? <laughs> but he just read books and studied and... Dude, the guy, the guy has more knowledge and oh. the tip of his finger, one hundred percent, than you and me and twelve other people combined. Yeah, like at this point, the guy like totally like reeks of mm-hmm. like Bible, but he doesn't reek of like um, Pharisee. You no, know no, I mean? he's, no, he's, he's got this so, quirkiness. His laugh. Oh yeah, he's his got laugh is awesome. Big smile. Yes, big, big teeth. Yes, big yeah, teeth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had him for Old Testament. You know him as Doctor. I just know him as Jim. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor James Girdwood. Yeah. Um, that's, I know him by his professional name. See, but, but yeah, he was such a good guy. World. But, but I did not, in fact, take Hebrew with him. Okay. I took a year of Greek from a man who was from Malaysia. His mother tongue was Chinese. His English was very broken, and it was his first year teaching in the United States. See, that's why you gotta love Kentucky Christian University. It just, Whatever. You never know what you, it's like. It's, it's like batting against Max Scherzer. At least, at least. What I do I look at? <laughs> at least they're still going. I mean, unlike that, Cincinnati, Cincinnati no longer exactly. going. That's true. Um, but anyway, so I'll, anyway, we digress. This is what I was able Sorry. to find on the Hebrew okay. word found for steal in Exodus 2015. It says, uh, it's ganab and it means to thieve. Now, I really like this definition to deceive. Mm-hmm. To carry away, secretly bring, to steal away, or to obtain by stealth. Wow. That's really good. Very good. It, it, it kind of breaks it down, gives it a little bit more. You know, we have our English definitions of things, and we think very simply. Mm-hmm. But that really gives you a good idea of when Moses gave this commandment to the Israelites of what God was was commanding them to. And mm-hmm. so I started off by saying that, yes, first the first area— that we steal from others is physical. It's possessions. Yeah. I love <laughs> Ephesians 428 is hilarious. I, I when just, just hearing it and then reading it. Is oh like, yeah. If you're a thief, quit stealing, quit stealing. That's like, I love that. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work and then give generously to others in need. Yeah. Wow. How simple is so, that? So do you think I, I've been over the past couple of weeks now, I've been thinking about that verse. Um, the church in Ephesus obviously had some people that were stealing. I don't know yeah. what that looked like. But when Paul writes to a specific church, he writes to things that were specific to that church. Right. So obviously, they've got some people in their midst who are stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much – like we can just read that on the surface and it's good. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, just stop stealing. Mm-hmm. But Paul doesn't leave it at that. Like mm-hmm. there's so much um, direction in those verses. He's saying, hey, if, you, if you're a thief, stop stealing. Mm-hmm. But instead, use your hands for work. So work to receive the things that you want, work to receive the things that you do. But then he doesn't stop there. And he says, once you receive those things, then give back to help others, mm-hmm. um, you know, help those that are in need. And so I love that because exactly, it's not just a command to stop stealing. Hey, don't steal. It's like, right. no, but instead do this, mm-hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus. Exactly. 100%. Um, of course, you got to have John Johnny Mac. I mean, yeah. John MacArthur. It's hard not to put a quote from him every single week because the guy has been speaking for 190 years, so. right? Um, this is, by the way, what you sow, you reap, but not you alone. Everyone else is brought into that corrupt harvest, right? Wow. And so we we can think that maybe what a you know corrupt harvest. We can think that maybe our actions only affect ourselves. 
But the truth is, is that our actions, whether we're stealing physically or in any of the other areas that I talked about, they in fact do affect other people around well, us. There's that ripple effect, right? It's I mean, a there's ripple a ripple effect, effect yeah. of what you do affects like the entire world around you. And, um, I mean, whether it's your family or friends or work or, right. or whatever, there's a, there's a ripple effect. There's a, a right way and a wrong way to do things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you do something like that, it does affect, it, it does it affect does. everything yep. about you. And so he's, he's 100% exactly. correct on yep. that. So. I actually, um, I actually heard him say that. And so to hear him, to hear him say that was awesome. Hear, yeah. Yeah. Because he was exactly. like, um, by the way, he <laughs> just matter of factly. So I um I read from Luke 19. We, we won't read the whole thing here. It's verses 1 through 10. Um, but I said, you know, I'm not sure what Jesus says. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Here it is. We we don't have the specific conversation that went back and forth with Zacchaeus right, and right. Jesus. But I'm wondering if it was something like what he um, what Paul said to the church in Ephesus a few minutes ago of, hey, stop stealing. Yeah. Um, but work to get what you need and, and give back to others. And so we see that, you know, Zacchaeus. And I said, I didn't articulate this as well first service but second service i did so if you haven't had a chance to watch it you at least get to hear me articulate it better because that's the service we right. live streamed um but you know i started thinking about that it's like zacchaeus had everything he had wealth which means he had status maybe the people who he taxed didn't like him but he surely could have bought some friends and surrounded himself with people that would have at least acted like they enjoyed his company because of the wealth that he had he didn't need anything so why was he so eager to run ahead of the crowd to climb this sycamore fig tree to see Jesus? Just to see. Funny you would ask it because that's exactly what I was just going to ask you. Why was he so intense on Jesus? Yeah, I think while he had everything physically, he realized that there was a hole in his life. There's that something needed missing. Filled. There was something missing. It's a black hole, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like you, is anything? It's like power. Yeah. You can't feel it. Money. Yeah. You can't possessions. Sex. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah, you can um, try, and it, it may kind of mask it for a bit, but it's yeah. not going to fill that hole that's designed There's an for emptiness. God. Yeah. There's an emptiness when you, you know, you, you know, the whole world, and including the Christian community, we're all we're we're all screaming for significance, mm-hmm. and um, and, and I really believe, and this is just my own personal take on this, so I could be 100 percent wrong, um, but. Zacchaeus is looking for significance, right? And he's not finding it with what he's got. He's exactly. stealing. He's mm-hmm. taking. He's rich. He's this. There's no significance in that. So he's heard about Jesus. He's heard and seen what Jesus can do, mm-hmm. and you know he's been hearing this. He and I and, and this is like again my own personal opinion, but this is not the first time that he has seen Jesus. I'm right. sure. For sure. And he is he's seeing Jesus probably from a distance, and mm-hmm. he's watching and he's watching he's watching what Jesus does. He's watching how yep. he acts. And um, he's finding Jesus. Exactly. And, so and then Jesus finds him. Which, coincidence? No, no, not at all. That's exactly the way it works. Yeah, it says, in, you know, he reached up. I did stop right there, and I told everybody when it says, you know, he was short, so he, he climbed a fig tree to see him. I said, okay, How I, t- <laughs> I've been called Zacchaeus many times in my life, so everybody chuckled about that. I said, that, as a matter of fact, is why I'm not... You know, speaking from behind Craig's stand because I can't see over it. I feel like Zacchaeus behind it. They, so how long, how tall was Zacchaeus? Uh, I'd say he was probably every bit of five three. I think he was shorter than me. I do think so too. Now um, I wonder what Jim Girdwood would say about that. I don't know because I probably had a, knows exactly how tall Zacchaeus was. Well, yeah, he's probably there. I mean, he probably saw it. Um, but <laughs> um, I had a professor in school. His name was Sherwood Smith, and um, he actually gave us um the 
now he's this guy's scholarly mm-hmm. like Jim Girdwood like total. Um, there's an estimation he said that Zacchaeus is not just short; he's short. Okay, so he was talking like somewhere eight. around four eight to yeah. four ten. Okay, I can he's see that. Super short and super small. Yeah. So um, that's little. So when you think about that too, you know, not only was he trying to find something to fill that void, but he'd probably been, I get it. He'd probably been made fun of his entire life yeah, because he was so small. Yeah. And so he tried then filling his life with possessions and money and wealth to make him puff himself up, to make himself feel bigger than he was. I mean, how, how, how tall is Jordan? My daughter? Yeah. 410. I was going to say Michael Jordan was six, six, but no, we're not talking about, yeah, she's, she's every bit of, 410 or so. She's so, almost as tall as Al. Uh, she's pushing five foot because Allie's five. So two. Zacchaeus is shorter than her probably. Yeah, probably. You know, they, uh, so that's short. I yeah. mean, I'm that, five, five. I mean, so. you're, you're five, five. And if you're in a crowd, you can most generally kind of see, you, 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 you can see that. But when you're short as your daughter, mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Now, exactly. you, now you're on a whole nother level. Exactly. You're almost uh, six inches shorter yeah. or seven. And so that's. Right. That's something. So, there's so there's so many branches in this this account too because you see Jesus look up and call to Zacchaeus and he's like, "Hey, I'm coming to be a guest in your house today. You come down quickly." Zacchaeus scurries down the tree and and then he takes Jesus to his house. And then you have the people who grumble and they're like, "Oh, Jesus has went to be the guest of a, a notorious sinner." Right. It's like Jesus is trying to to um, help people see the truth and his truth and find redemption. And the Christian community is like, ugh, I could can't believe that he right. would associate himself with that person. The same thing that you're looking for in Jesus is the same thing that that person is looking for in exactly. Jesus. We're looking for, um, we're looking for fulfillment. We're looking for the promises. Right. We're looking for what Jesus can give. And so, a lot of people, you know, Christian community, including, you know, let's admit, sometimes we get into that mindset that, right. you know, because we're Christian, you know, we got it together. Uh, we don't. Um, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm the first to admit I don't have it together. For sure. And, um, Absolutely. You know, the only thing that keeps me together is Jesus, you yep. know, and that's what Zacchaeus is looking yep. for. Keep me together. Jesus is like, exactly. give me what, give me what you can only give me. For and, sure. And I mean, um, you know, I love, I, I know we've been talking about this, but I, I love um, in verse nine mm-hmm. of that where Jesus responds, salvation has come to this house today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. Yeah, and that's what it's about. 100%. That's what it's about. Like you could have ended right there. Exactly. I mean, for Jesus to say, <clears throat> salvation has come to this house, um, guaranteed people on the outside of that house looking in is, oh, like, yeah. is like, there's no way possible mm-hmm. that guy is as dirty as dirty can be. Exactly. But I'd like to see just what the snowball effect from after that because of what Zacchaeus said he would do. You know, he's like, do we even know? I'll give half my wealth to the poor. If I've cheated anybody on their taxes, I'll give them back four times what, you know, what I cheated them. We don't know, do we? No. We don't really I'd know, love the, rest to know the, story. the rest of the story. Yeah. Like how, how great would that be? And that's the thing is, and, and I said this is, you know, Zacchaeus wasn't breaking into people's houses and stealing <laughs> right. physically from them, right. but he was using his position to embezzle money. And so I said, you know, stealing is stealing. It doesn't matter you know, what type of stealing it is. Um, the second area that we're forbidden to steal from others is emotional theft. This is something that you really don't think about. No, you don't. Um, but this is another aspect of stealing that, for me, I think this aspect of stealing, the Christian community, mm-hmm. are some of the biggest offenders okay. 
of. Yeah. Um, and, and this is an aspect of stealing that I think we as Christians give ourselves a free pass on. Um, and so I, I told people, I said, you know, how you may be thinking, how can I steal from somebody else emotionally? The answer is very easily. And I said, go home. I said, don't do it while I'm speaking, but go home and open your phone up. And in the Google search bar, type in, what does the Bible say on gossip? I said, you could be floored at how many Bible verses come up that talk about gossip, New Testament, Old Testament. Um, and, and I read quite a few here in a and few gossip minutes. gossip doesn't have to be like mystery twisting things no. it could be you just saying things that you shouldn't have you any right exactly it's it's not your your place to right. say it and so um before we dug into the verses that i read i said we have to understand that when we gossip or slander someone there are two major ways that we steal from them emotionally and the first way is we steal their reputation right um you know if, if you don't have like what you were saying if you don't you know have the um right to to be talking about somebody then you shouldn't say it because what you're doing is you're stealing that person's reputation. And then we also steal their peace and their joy. Yeah. Um, and I said, sometimes when rumors are started, they may contain no truth. We've right. all, we've all had rumors started about us. We've all had people talk behind our back. Sometimes rumors have maybe half truth. Yeah. And then there are times where rumors have full truth, but the Bible is clear that as followers of Christ, our role is not to continue that gossip train. Our right. continue, or we're not to continue to to tell other people, but we are to help restore those people, to love them, um, and if they are found to be caught in sin, um, to help bring them back, to help yep. restore them. And that led into that Greg Laurie quote. Good, that's that a good so quote. good. You want to read it? You want me to read it? Yeah, I can read it. There's, um, I can get my glasses on, man. That is a little print, bro. It is. I mean, that's like reading the fine print. That's actually 12 font. Yeah. Wow. He said, you would think by the actions of some people today that the Bible says, if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, go and tell as many people as humanly possible. Rather, it says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest that you might be tempted. That is awesome. Yeah, and that comes from Galatians, Galatians six one. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that that is really good because you know I, I come on, let's admit it. Why is it that we love to see somebody take a tumble? Right. That that's that's all. That's evil. That, it is. That's, it that's, is. And I and I've been there before. Mm-hmm, I, I've too. been there one hundred percent. And. Um, you know, could it be that we are wrestling with, um, our own demons of like unforgiveness or bitterness mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. And it kind of makes us feel better be right. about what, who we are more justified or, and again, doesn't it all go back to that? Um, you know, my fulfillment and who I am comes from, from Christ Jesus Correct. as my, as my Lord and savior. And, um, so when I, you know, when you look at something like that, that, that that's an awesome quote mm-hmm. because, um, um, He's he's one hundred percent right about that because we 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 almost feel a justification that we come in and bam right right bam and everybody Man, chuckled so at that first part where he said you know some you know you would think that the Bible says if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault you who are spiritual go and tell as many people as possible right everybody chuckled and the sad thing we all chuckled because we know it's true exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think we pr- probably have all been there. And right. so I, I did read some verses on what the Bible says about gossip as well as, um, causing dissension in the body. At first was Ephesians 429 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. You know, we're, we're called to be that encouragement. That's convicting. Right. 
Exodus 23.1. Now, this was post-Ten Commandments. Right. Moses is expanding on, through God, God is speaking through Moses, mm-hmm. expanding on the Ten Commandments and what it is specifically mm-hmm. they're called to and not to do. And so Exodus 23.1, he says, you must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying on the witness stand. Wow. And I love what James says in James one twenty six. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. And that also is a convicting verse mm-hmm. because have we not all been there in our life where we haven't controlled our tongue? We either have said something or done, you know, said something about somebody right. or we've used language that we shouldn't have used. And it's um, not 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 honoring you god and um it gets back to the whole thing you know we've talked we even this morning you and me and another fellow were talking about the kingdom of god yeah and um as much as i would love to walk 24 7 every day in the kingdom of god right, I, right. I don't and i hate that about myself right. i really do yeah exactly um, and the, james is mm. <laughs> mm. Can I just mm. tell you, James is very convicting. Mm. Like um, when you when we're going to sit around the sea of tranquility in heaven mm. and have a conversation, I'd love to say, "Let me pick your brain. At how did you come up with this? Right? Like, where did this come from?" Well, thankfully, so. we know the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So. Right. But I, you know, I, I kind of hit on this yesterday, and he finishes that out. He says, "You know, you're fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless." Right. And so God's saying, "Look." If you can't control your tongue, if you're going to talk about other people, your religion is worthless to me. It means nothing. And then we see that same word in the next verse that verses that I read, Proverbs 10, 18 through 21 says, hiding hatred makes you a liar. Mm -hmm. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I just hear the tone. Wow. I hear the tone there in that proverb. And it goes on. Here it is. The words of the godly are like sterling silver, but the heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Wow. Proverbs really just kind of lay it out there. They don't hold yeah, back. No, you no, know, no, it's like, right, right. Uh, be sensible and right. keep your mouth right. shut. Right. It's like, was that a proverb? Or is that something my mom said? <laughs> that, yeah, actually, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Grandma said that. Uh, exactly. Hiding hatred in your hearts makes you a liar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Romans 16, I, I closed out with this one. Like I said, this, these verses were literally just scratching the surface on right. what, um, what God says in his, his word about gossip and causing dissension. This is important, I think, um, in the fact that this was kind of what Paul left the church of Rome with. Right. So, again, Paul's writing to these churches. He writes to their specific needs, to their specific situations and circumstances that they're going through. And it's like when... You know, like when you were, your kids were growing up and they were maybe going to go stay the night with a friend or stay the night even with a grandparent. Right. And what did, did you just kind of like kind of glass over things when they were about to leave or were you very intentional with your last few moments with them oh, before yeah. they left? Okay. Make sure you think grandma and grandpa, make sure you do this. Exactly. Don't fight with each other. Da, 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 da. You wanted and those last stuff picked up. Yeah. You wanted those last words that they heard. Um, to be the most important things that right. you had to tell them. And, you know, it's like I told, I said yesterday, whenever my kids go somewhere, it's like, hey, don't forget to use your manners. Don't forget if, if your friends are doing something you shouldn't, you don't have to do that. Call me if you need me to come pick you up, whatever. You right, know. right. Um, and don't forget who you represent, not just me and mom, but you represent God. Right. And so this heading here says Paul's final instructions. This is what Paul left the Church of Rome with. And he says this, now I make one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for people who cause division and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them, 
Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. But everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to be wise in doing right and to stay innocent of any wrong. And then he closes out with this. I love verse 20. Um, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Hmm. That's really good. And I said, you know, we have to, as Christ followers, we have to get this right. We must get this right because the rest of the world is watching us. Exactly. And if they look at us as Christ followers and they're like, well, that, that church or those people or that person is no different than me. Right. Why would I want anything to do with their God? Why their God hasn't made them act any different or look any different. So why would I want any part of that? Mm-hmm. And so we as Christ followers, we've got to get this right. Right. I, and this is, this is a very difficult thing because we live in such a hostile world mm-hmm. that um, it's made us hostile. For sure. And, Agreed. Uh, and I, I've been down that road. I, I hate going down that road. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we can't, you know, resolve conflict or love each other when we make mistakes or talk out of turn or whatever, um, I don't know what we're doing. For sure. I really don't because that's... Or I really don't know what we're doing. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I just, you know, pray that God, you know, works in our hearts, my heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, you know, we would do the things that, you know, that he's called us to do. Because we're, let's, let's admit, we're, <laughs> every one of us is going to stumble and fall and we're going to hit flat on our face sometimes. And right. it's the biggest wake up call of all time when you're, you, you've stumbled and you've fallen and you, and you've, you have nowhere else to look up. Exactly. And allow God to, pick you up yeah and, you just um, took me back to like 1998 dc talk really what if i stumble what if i fall what if I- <laughs> oh my goodness i forgot about dc talk right yeah, that's all they played back in the day yeah that did you Carmen. know that the one guy remember Carmen? that was on there has deconstructed that's another topic for another day we've actually talked about deconstruction already but kevin <laughs> marks oh uh, the the other white guy that really wasn't any good it was it was it was toby mack Right. And it was Michael Tate, who's now lead singing with the Newsboys. Okay. And it was that other white guy, Kevin Marks. And he's apparently deconstructed, and now he's encouraging other people to do it. It's like it's like the three tenors. It's Pavarotti, yeah. what's right? the, and then the other guy. And the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, John Cooper, actually, from Skillet, John Cooper called him out and was like, yeah. Oh, man. But anyways, back back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, right. Um, but you're right. You know, we do stumble, we do fall and and we want that grace from God. And so we have to extend that grace to others as well. Um, the third area that we, um, can be caught up in here is spiritual theft. And, um, this is where I said, we have to fully understand that everything that we do in our lives, whether you and I are just, it's just right now, just the two of us in this room together, um, here in a little bit, um, I may be completely by myself. If I'm sitting in the middle of the woods in a tree stand. If we're here at church together on a Sunday and there's 150 other people here or we're at Walmart, everything we do is spiritual. Exactly. And everything that we do affects the kingdom of God. Right. And so when we thieve in any form that we talked about, physical, spiritual, emotional, we are actually, in fact, robbing from God as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. And... um then I said there are other ways that we rob from God beyond that, and specifically we rob from God in three ways, three major ways. We, I'm sure there are other ways we rob from God as well, but first with our tithes and offerings. Okay. That's good. Um, you know, we read 
where Paul tells the church in Ephesus to work to receive the things that they wanted and the things that they needed, but then to what? Give back to those in need. Malachi 3, 8 through 12 said, Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did you have, when did we ever cheat you? And he says, you have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I I love that because God is actually saying, put me to the test. See if I'm not telling you is true. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find out that I'm 100%. If you trust me, my if promise. you give me back exactly. what's deserved me, I'm going to bless you exactly. more than you can ever imagine. You know, you you can do that when you're giving to God, um, you're giving to God. Exactly. And sometimes you give to God in, you know, other scriptures talks about reluctantly. Uh-huh. Well, if you're giving reluctantly and kind of like, it's not from your heart. It's exactly. Not, God, this, I'm giving this to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a heart issue. It is. And it's one of the hardest issues to under, understand because we try to figure out all the spiritual things from the human from our human viewpoint exactly you can't figure spiritual in flesh for sure you can only allow spiritual to touch your flesh exactly and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that's hard mm-hmm. to do it's very it's hard, hard for do. me yeah hard for, i know it's hard for you sometimes too i mean Absolutely. Where you have to you have to make how do you, how do i say this it's a not just a commitment but it's almost like God, I'm 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 giving this to you even if I don't understand it, mm-hmm. and I'm trusting you with it. So put me to the test, God. Right. Says. So I'm gonna under. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure I get it, God, but I'm gonna give my hearts with you. Exactly. And the truth of the matter is, is that we're giving back to God what is already His. Well, there you go. You know, yeah. Psalm 24 says, "What the earth and everything in it is the Lord's." So, so it means your house, your clothes, your car, everything. your new you. shoes you're getting this week. You are the Lord's. My new shoes, my new running shoes are Dude, God's. I, I, okay, guys, I just want to tell you something. I hope he's a size nine. <laughs> this guy <laughs> sitting across from me has more shoes than Diana Ross. I mean, the okay. guy, I mean, how many closets hold All your right. shoes? So, do you have like 500 shoes, 400? Can I be honest with you, please? You might not be wrong. <laughs> but I needed, since you went there, I, I, I'm in need of a new daily trainer shoe. I've been putting so many miles. I've put over 300 miles on the ones that, and I can feel them starting to kind of get to the end of their life. And yeah, the support, you can feel it. The support is just not there. Yeah, you can feel it. But what about the other 300 pairs of shoes in your closet? Well, they match my eyes. <laughs> so back to stealing from the Lord. <laughs> stealing from God. Um, number two is we steal from God with our service. And using our gifts or the lack thereof, you know, I, uh, that's a huge thing because yeah. I think people think, ah, oh, somebody else will do it. Someone else. I'm do too it. busy. Yeah. yeah, that's a. Yeah, I mean, Some people, I think, think honestly, well, I don't have anything to give. That's not true, and that's not true. And and God has given us all maybe passions. He's given us talents. He's given us abilities and gifts, not so that we can, you know, just go to church once a week and set through a service, but He wants us to use. Those things to serve others. Everybody has been given a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. I believe that 100%. And you have to figure out what that is. And that's what you have, First Peter 14. Exactly. Yep. Um, God has given each of you a gift of his great variety of spiritual gifts. That's really good. Yep. 
use them well to serve one another. Right. Really good. And when you do, God gets the glory for that. It's not about us. It's not about showing those spiritual gifts so that exactly. other people see them, you know, and so it's it's all about serving one another because that's what God's called us to do. Jesus says in Matthew five fourteen to sixteen, such a good section of scripture. He said, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise you. No, so that right. everyone will praise your heavenly father. And say everybody praise you. Everybody's going to pat you on the back. No, it's yeah. all to God. Yep. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with thanking somebody. Right. But I just think that the ultimate glory goes to God. Right. Because it's all about God. Exactly. It's all his. Right? Exactly. So. The third way you have down here is worship. Mm-hmm. You steal and worship. That's a really good one. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's a few ways that we can steal from God in this area of worship. Um, but we have to understand that God, first of all, doesn't need our worship. Right. God, in fact, didn't need a relationship with us, but he chose to have it. He wanted it. He wants our worship. Exactly. Um, and so we have to realize that I'm also not talking about singing songs. Right, exactly. We're talking about our lifestyle. Exactly, 100%. You know, singing songs is part of it. That's a way that we're able to worship God, but there are so many other ways. Um, you know, we read this in Hebrews 12, 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. I like that. I look forward to receiving that kingdom. And I said, though, that the Bible is very clear that one of the main things that we are going to be doing in in that kingdom is we are going to be worshiping God. Exactly. And if we can't worship God here on earth, how do we expect to worship him in that realm? Well, because you you have to realize that when you when okay, how do you say this? Um we what we do here is kind of a preamble of what we're going to do in heaven, correct? Exactly. You, is that yeah, right? No, Am I right absolutely. About that? And so how I worship here, and and again, you're not talking about, you know, coming to church. That's a part of it. Right. That's a part of it. But how do I worship God during the week? Am I spending time with God? Am I, am right. I intimate with God? Am I getting alone with God? Am I exactly. reading about, is God speaking to me? And, you know, and all those things. And and let's let's be honest. You're, you're not going to be good at it all the time. God gets that. It's not like, but it's like, if, you, if your worship is all Sunday. Yes. I don't tell you. Right, right. And honestly, and we've talked about this before, but you're Sunday, stealing from God. You're you're robbing from God. Sunday should be a continuation of our worship through the week, one hundred percent. And I and I did say this. You know, um, we do we rob God of our worship in a few ways. But first, by making worship about us, by our likes, our dislikes, the way we want it, the way we think it should be. Second, we rob Him of of our worship by not being committed to the body. Right. Um, and I told people, I said, okay, first of all, I hope you didn't bring tomatoes because if you did, that's weird. Unless you're hungry. And two, if you did, don't throw them at me. But when we place things such as our kids' sports, sporting events, our hobbies, um, our passions, maybe camping or something else above meeting together with the body of Christ on a regular basis, learning together, growing together, worshiping together, then we're robbing God of our worship. And I said, I'm not saying you can never miss a Sunday. Right. You know, I said we missed Allie and I and the kids missed two Sundays in a row. This past summer when we went on vacation. And then there was a couple years ago when you missed a That was not vacation. But anyways. Um, So I'm not saying that you can't miss a Sunday here and there. Those things aren't important. You should spend time with your family and and do that. 
But when those other things take a priority over meeting together with the body, mm-hmm. then you're worshiping those other things and you're not worshiping God. I love the verse from Hebrews 10, 25. I do too. That, you know, this is one of those that you hear a lot about. You even, I've even seen it like on plaques and right. stuff like that. But this is such a practical verse for you. And it I. is. It is. Uh, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. And this is huge right here. But encourage one another, mm-hmm. especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And if the day of his return is drawing near, when the Hebrew writer wrote this, right. what do you think about now? Exactly. We need to each other. We need to yep. encourage each other. Not, you know, not hurting one another, but mm-hmm. leading each other leading, to the yep. foot of the cross and to the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. So, right. Yeah. So I closed out with this passage um, from... First Corinthians chapter six, and uh, what Paul's doing is he's kind of breaking down people that will not inherit the kingdom of God, and and it starts off with a pretty crude list, but then it gets into thieves and other things that we give ourselves a free pass on, um, and, and I'm not saying you know again that you know if you you do something like that once you know that that's you know calls for right. you being thrown right. out of the kingdom of heaven, but right. if you know, if this is your lifestyle, then you're not worshiping God. You're right. robbing from God. Exactly. Um, and so he says this in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. And so I said, you know, that that's a pretty big list. And Paul could have probably continued on with that list. Um, And he's saying, look, you got to get this right because these people won't inherit the kingdom of God. But thankfully, he didn't end with verse 10. Yeah, because verse 11 is hope. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he flips the script He gives all us of a the sudden. promise of Christ. And it says, some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed and you were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Yeah. He's giving you the hope. He's giving exactly. you the, 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 where he flips the script to say, look, here's where you go. Yep. And this is what it's all about. It's always going back to God. It's always going back to Christ. It's always because you no longer have to be like that. Right. Not saying that you're not going to be tempted. Not saying right. you're not exactly. going to fall into that. Exactly. Just saying that you were like that. Let's go forward. Right. Christ has set you free. I love exactly. that. You know, that the wording there in that verse, you know, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. We're not made holy by anything we do. Right. But because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, Christ has made us holy. And I, and I said, we're not going to reach, we're not a, going to attain holiness this side of heaven. Right, right, right. Full holiness. But because of what Jesus Christ has done, we are able to receive holiness even exactly. though we don't deserve it. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah. And I, I said yesterday as I closed, I was like, you know what? The more that we dig into the Ten Commandments over the past eight weeks and in the next two weeks, the more I realize that these commandments are not just outdated text in a book. Right. And if we can get these ten things right, we shouldn't have to worry about anything else. This is the foundation. You know, Jesus says, you know, I didn't come to abolish the law. He said, I didn't come to do away with all that other stuff. I came to fulfill it. I came to make it whole. And uh, thank the Lord, and I may really mean that from the bottom of my heart, there's no more. There's right. not an 11th and a 12th and a 13th. Right. <laughs> there could have been, I'm sure. There could have been. And I'm sure he, he – but what he lays out in the Ten Commandments I think really does cover things. 
Do you think that after the Israelites wandered through the wilderness for 40 years, God could have probably came back down and met with Moses and gave them 40 more commandments, like one for each year Oh, of their wandering? Yeah. This, the restraint of God is right? amazing. Exactly. Like, like I'm amazed at the restraint of God and his love for us. That 100%. And the grace that he has. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. just crazy. So, well, good job yesterday, and good job to um, Scott and Jocelyn and guys Linda and Jeff room, and, yep, and the stream room. Yep, everybody uh, was that's important and um that was looked looked good and sounded good good content good so deal. good job um, thanks logan and michelle exactly knock so, it out of the park yeah well after a couple of weeks good to, good to be back good to see you again and you too uh, i haven't seen you for almost a week i know until this morning we did text quite a bit we did text. snapchat back and forth exactly you couldn't hang on to facebook but you've you've hung on to snapchat so that's exciting i know right yeah <laughs> I don't have to read all the stuff exactly. that goes with that. So. I got some Snapchats of some bears from down in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was good. We had a good time. and um, It's good. Yeah, it was good. So uh, we're back up to um, the Ninth Commandment this Sunday, and um, this is going to be... Is that coveting? No, that's the last coveting one. Coveting is the last one. Yeah, this is going to be... Um, you were what? Stealing? Yes. I'm lying. Lying. That's right. And this is... Um, um, kind of piggybacks off of stealing. Well, it kind of does because you know there's kind of the same things you talked about right. with the gossip and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm, we we're gonna hit again. We're gonna hit again, and um, it's such an and that if again um, we won't belabor it because we'll talk about it later. But um, you know as the time goes on, uh, but gossip is one of those things that we give each other free pass on, right? And we shouldn't. Right. Um, it's not right, and we should put a, put a roadblock up. And um, so I. Um, you know, so that that's going to be interesting. So no lying, and then the week after that's coveting, and then um, we got a week break uh, from messages. We do Lifewise after that, and then jumping into the Christmas series. So, by the way, good job on the Christmas graphic. Thanks. Yeah, it looks good, good doesn't it? Yesterday. So yeah, looked really good. So, All right, that's awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for uh, guys hanging in there and listening to us. Yeah, and, um, welcome you know, back. Welcome back, and. Um, Right now, I just checked the weather. It's 60. Oh, it's, I'm going to have to strip my sweatshirt off. Okay. Can you wait till I leave? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I've got two shirts on under it. Perfect. So you're good. <laughs> you're good. But anyways, welcome back. Thank you. It was good to, to chat with you. Thank you yep. all for listening. For those of you who were about to lynch us because we didn't podcast the last two weeks, thank you for not doing so. And hopefully now that you've got your podcast, um, you won't do that. Just... We're putting a cap on baseball season, so that's good. But just warning, basketball season's here. So get ready. We got the Blue Bloods going back and forth. Kentucky, exactly. Carolina. Duke, Go Kentucky. Duke's ranked up there. As much as I hate to say that name, if my daughter listens to this, she'll get on me for saying the word. But mm-hmm. we spell it, never mind. Anyways, so <laughs> we hope you have. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> D-O-O-K. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we don't spell it D-U-K-E. We spell it Duke. But anyways, on that note, thanks for hanging in there with us, and um, I need more coffee, so Craig, you have a great day. You too.